from the very beginning in 2010, I basically started this, like I called it some, a terrible name, Sunday morning movement practice or something like that, because it was on Sunday mornings. And there was like this ritual component to it. Didn't look exactly what it looks like now, but like, it was like the formation of it. And then after class, we'd like go down to the coffee shop that was next door to the cigar shop, a little Mediterranean spot. And we'd have like coffee and breakfast and stuff. It just became this like church, like it became this ritual. And that's how Dance Church was born. Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Kate Wallach runs the YC Kate Wallach Studio and Dance Church. She's based in Seattle where it drizzles, but when it rains, it pours. Wait, what? She's not your tiny dancer. She moves like Jagger. She's dripping in Dance Church merch. Dasar produced a collection. Your church's favorite church, your dancer's favorite dancer. Good morning, Kate Wallach. That was probably like the most incredible introduction anyone has ever given me. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, like, without a doubt, like that is was can can we have that in writing after this? (laughs) (laughs) It's great to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. It's such early. It's right in the morning over in Seattle, where you're based out of right now. So yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, and like I was saying to you earlier, I'm actually a morning person, so I'm happy to be up and drinking coffee with you. Me as well. This is, this is great. I haven't, man, I haven't been to Seattle in forever. Uh, Honestly, last year we were going to go on a tour and Seattle was going to be the first a city that we were going to, to do a tour of our merch and I wanted to come out and see you yeah seattle's a it's far from new york (laughs) and it's really far from new york during covid it seems it's a great city i've lived here for um oh my god how many years have i lived here i moved here in 2007 that's a long time that is a long time yeah seattle's my my home base and um, it's a good place, but like you said, it does rain a lot. It's currently raining. <laughs> so the other day I was looking at your stories, you know, in the lighting, you you have a boy smells candle. I'm like looking at it, I'm like, dude, does everyone now rock candles? Yeah, I think they do. And I, I feel like one of the things that I love most about performance is mm-hmm. seeing time and duration. <laughs> And I think that that's part of the reason why I love candles during quarantine is like, and, and also why I'm burning them so much is like, I actively like watch them go away. (laughs) And, um, but also it's like, it's dark in Seattle in the winter. Like it, like, it's like, you know, by 
if I'm not like out and running by like 4.30, I'm like not going to make it home before it's like completely pitch black. So I need a little light, need a little warmth. It's basically like your stories are like documentaries. They're featuring composers such as Philip Glass and you truly show dance as an amazing art form through your stories. And with the can, it's like so dramatic and I love it. Well, I actually recently moved and settled. And as you see, I guess, on my stories, like dance is, it's my life. <laughs> it's my passion and it's my practice as well. I basically turned my apartment into my own studio <laughs> and I, I I laid Marley down um, from, it's actually the Marley from my first dance home Um at a space called Velocity Dance Center, which sadly had to close during COVID. And so I have two of their rolls of Marley, which feels like really like magical to have that in my space. Cause I made some of my first dances, like my first public works like on that Marley. <laughs> and now it's like in my home, which feels like really special and just like nice. It's really weird. Um, COVID is, really weird for dance for a lot of people but I would say for dancers like yeah. we like that that sort of visceral nature of like being and that practice and like going to class in the morning and like teaching and um rolling around with people in the studio it just like really feels like so hard to not have access to that in the same way and so I in 2015 I I went to or 2013 I guess 2013 and 2015, I was um, an artist at the Rauschenberg Residency through the Rauschenberg Foundation in Captiva, Florida. And there's just something about that, that sort of way of like living and doing your life, but also like being in your practice and have those being just sort of like simultaneous during your day. That was like at that time in my career, I was like, that was new for me. Cause I was like hustling everywhere and doing a bunch of stuff and to like go to a residency space and be like, like live, work, dance all together in one, you know, like beautiful spaces, like beautiful homes, like books everywhere. And so now like moving into my, my new apartment and like sort of, I haven't lived by myself in a really long time. And so I was like, I'm going to make my own little Rauschenberg residency for myself here, like dance studio, like all my books, like just like put them around me, let me sleep next to them. But also like my computers and my hard drives and like video encoding stuff. <laughs> it's like everything else, like all in one. So I feel fortunate. You do it all. I, I do a lot. That's true. <laughs> This is the first time living by yourself. This is the first time I'm living by myself as well. It's kind of weird. You can get all the plants you want. It's your space. But I didn't really think that I was going to live alone at this time. Well, quarantine was really strange for me because, like, I guess at the, at the start of it in March, you know, before COVID hit, I was traveling a lot like me and the dance company like we we had just wrapped up a tour with perfume genius and you know we were really just like out and about all the time which is part of the reason why i've always lived with like partners or roommates or whatever is because like 
because like selfishly like I was gone a lot <laughs> I was like I was like out and like doing residencies or touring or like you know teaching being a guest artist at like universities and stuff like that um but then as soon as quarantine hit um and of course I love my sister and uh we are like such a strong support system for each other we also work together um but all of a sudden we were like quarantined together we're sisters we're family we our best friends she would say we were best friends uh but i would say we are uh, best friends <laughs> and um then we're we're like working together and we're quarantined together and then like we you know we launched dance church on the internet dance church go and like we had to make like these isopods together so i'm like only seeing the same people lucky that i was able to like see you know the people in the you know tommy and lobby and be able to like dance with them and and stuff like that but it was really just like so much energy around me all the time and so i honestly it's a weird time to like be like living alone but it also like for me it's kind of like the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. always surrounded by a lot of energy and you, it seems like you never get tired how do you do it what's your secret <laughs> Oh my God. I like, I'm always at the end of the day on Slack. I don't know if you know what Slack is, but it's like a community. Mm -hmm. It's a way to like communicate with teams and stuff. I'm always like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Here's some things that I do. I don't drink. And for me, that's like a big, that was a big, like life-changing decision that I made um, over a year and a half ago. Um, mostly because I was like, I'm either going to kill myself, kill someone else, or I'm going to kill my career. <laughs> like those were like these, th these like three things that were in front of me. And mm -hmm. like, it was, that was a huge thing. And that actually has given me a lot of energy. Just like when I feel like I need to like turn down at the end of the day, instead of like, you know, having a glass of wine, which I love wine and I love natural wine. Um, I'm like, oh, instead I'm going to like pick up my weights or like, I'm going to like go on a run or I'm going to like go on my dance floor. As of 2021, I've been trying to drink a lot more water because really this is what I love. I love coffee and caffeine, love like love obsessed. Obsess like I just, it's like all day. I, I literally just go to bed thinking about it. <laughs> it's like the, like the highlight of my morning, which is also why I wake up early. Because yeah. like when my alarm is going off and if, if I'm like snoozing my alarm, I'm like, okay, just like wake up. You get to have coffee now. <laughs> I think about I think about the next day just to get ready to drink coffee. Yeah, me too. It's so so coffee, like not drinking, drinking a lot of water, staying active, and and truly, I think just like my work really energizes me. Like you, you're, you're saying like you're around a lot of energy. It's like, yeah, it's true. Like all the people in my world, like all the partners in, in like on the business side of things, like just like everything, um, it actually really feeds me and it feeds my, my, my wheels, like my internal, like creative, like energy as well. So I love waking up in the morning and like knowing that I get to do what I love and get to dance and it's not easy. It's like mostly hard, but, <laughs> but it makes me 
happy thinking about like the bigger picture of everything and thinking about dance and all the dancers that I love and, you know, help support and they support us and they support me. And I don't know, it is a lot of energy. Dance is ephemeral, like it, it yeah. truly is. And so living out in that space feels, I feel really good out in that energetic space. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it right now. Really? You know? Yeah. feel it like vibrating through the zoom <laughs> exactly right now and did you ever i mean before quarantine did you ever pick up running or weights as well were you always like very into like physical activities because now i see um, you like doing classes you're like a personal trainer i mean honestly finding that like i keep coming back to that word practice, but like finding that balance to be able to have practice has actually taken a long time. And like, I mean, to speak to, you know, your podcast title, like mm. I like, it was many years of having many side hustles um, before, like I really found and, you know, really found the full integration of everything. Not saying I figured it out yet, I'm still in the middle of it. But um, so like for me, you know, it was, it was harder to prioritize like my body, like when I was like working at a coffee shop and like nannying and like, um, <laughs> like being an intern at an arts org and then, you know, using my intern hours to like rehearse like from like 7 to like 11 p.m. Like I was like straight up like from like 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m every day of just like boom 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 and like I would say that like my my mind was really healthy like my um my like my determination <laughs> was really there um but it was it was definitely like hard for me to like really prioritize like when I was in the studio it was like boom studio time but like there's always there's always some goals inside of that, whether it was like working on a commission or like working on a new project, um, or if it was even the goal was to just like be and lay on the ground and like just be in my mind. Um, but over the over the years, like as I was able to sort of strip back some of the um, the other jobs and things and really be like, you know, even prioritize like a, a rehearsal residency for seven weeks where you're rehearsing every day from 10 to five. Mm -hmm. It's like inside of that time period, it's like, okay, cool. Like from 10 to noon is body time and body time means like we're getting in shape or like, you know, we're, we're doing things. And, and I think like, uh, you know, as I've entered my thirties, I would say really over the past two years, like I've really been able to be like, okay, Kate, like you're getting older, your body is like needs to stay like elastic and strong. And so I started running more. I started like actually like lifting weights. I started like going to the gym pre-COVID um, just a lot more regularly because like I wasn't always in the dance studio making dance from 10 to five every day, 52 weeks a year. So um, on those other weeks where I wasn't creating or I wasn't teaching dance church. Um, I don't know, the, the Seattle bouldering project kind of became my other dance studio in a weird way, which is, was the gym that I, I went to. Now I like, I really make sure that I do it, even if I don't want to. And I go through periods where like, I have a hard time like getting up and going to run. 
And mm-hmm. like, I just say yes to that. And I just trust where I'm at. And like right now, like over the past like few weeks, I'm like back at it. And I like love when like that happens, when you're like, okay, you're back at, you're back in the, in the car and we're driving again and we're going somewhere, you know, that, that always feels good. <laughs> always. Yeah. So shout out to Lavender Language, but I loved how you guys were talking about your humble beginnings. How did you get into dance? I want to hear your true E Hollywood story. Oh my God, that's so funny. I was obsessed with watching E True Hollywood stories <laughs> of Britney Spears growing up. Um, anyway, how did I get into dance? Oh God. Well, honestly, I like to think that some of my earliest choreographies were um, making dances to Britney Spears. My mom um, ran like a daycare out of our basement mm-hmm. and um, there were all these kids around. <laughs> And for me, what that meant was I had people to make things with. And I was obsessed with like doing everybody's hair. Like I was like, oh my God, I want to braid all the girls' hair, like just like picking out outfits um, and then, you know, listening to music and making up dances. And of course, I was always the bossy director. Um, (laughs) And like, I didn't even really care about like being in the performances, which I feel like has, you know, translated really well over my career. But um, I, I love putting it together. And my, I remember like growing up, my parents are like very, my parents are really young. Um, my parent, my mom had me when she was like 21. And um, so they're yeah. kind of like party animals. And mm-hmm. so whenever I would like finally get everybody to like sit on the couch and be like, okay, there's going to be a performance. Like they always just like talked. And I like had such a hard time with that because like, so half the time when I was like premiering my performances in my living room mm-hmm. was spent me just like really trying to get my parents to focus on the dance. Mm-hmm. And like, they were just like having fun. And that always, that translated to when I, I learned piano at some point. Um, and my mom loved being like, will you play a song for me? And she'd like sit down and she'd like go to listen. And then she'd like kind of be in her own la la land. And I was always like, mom, you're asking me to perform for you. Like watch me perform. Um, So anyway, I guess I kind of like grew up dancing. I grew up performing. I grew up directing. um, And I was obsessed with it. Like just obsessed, like completely, like completely just like in a portal. Nothing else mattered in my world. I didn't do sports. I didn't do um didn't do any like school activities I I mean I had friends but all my friends were like dance friends and like when I would hang out with them we would literally dance all the time um ballet tap jazz in the middle of like I grew up in a really small town in Michigan and um that was my whole life after school four to nine p.m Shout out to my mom. She would forget to pick me up and my dance church teachers would like drive me home. (laughs) They were like, oh, here's Kate, the one that's always like here at 10 p.m. at night. My mom was definitely more of like a soccer mom for my brother than like a dance mom. (laughs) You didn't play any sports, but dance is definitely a sport. That's true. I mean, this is like beyond after school activity. Oh, yeah. This it's is- a lifestyle. It's it's art. It's it's. I don't know if you've ever gone down the rabbit hole of like watching Dance Moms. <laughs> brought up Dance Moms. I have seen an episode that that is. I mean, that's like next level. But 
Was your mom a dance mom mom? No, that's what I'm saying. Like she was like a she was like a soccer oh, yeah. mom. Oh, so like she God. her whole thing was she she just I think it's I don't really I honestly think it's where dance lives inside of our culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, I grew up in the middle of a really small town that had like, you know, a semi-okay arts program like in a public school system. Um and I'm very fortunate that like my parents let me do what I wanted, you know, and that they would pay for my dance classes. Um, but, but yeah, like my mom was always supportive of my career. My dad always supportive of my career, always trying to like make me consider other options, which was always frustrating for me, you know, like I eventually went on, what was that? You knew what you wanted to do right there and then. Yeah, I did. And and I was so determined to like make it happen and make it work. Um, for example, when I was 14, I had this realization. Like I remember like looking at myself dance in the mirror at the dance studio. Mm-hmm. And this was like early, like YouTube internet days, right? And um, I, I would watch dance videos like on the internet. And I remember like looking at myself in the mirror, like doing ballet. I was like, I do not look what I'm seeing on YouTube. I need help, (laughs) you know, like, and I just remember having this realization, like, if I actually want this to be my life, I have to work so hard and I have to get better. (laughs) And so I basically asked my parents if I could go to a dance school because I just was, I could tell that all the other dancers around me, although they were amazing and good, I just, there was something about the energy. I was, I need more. I need this to be my full life. So I ended up auditioning to go to like a boarding school for dance in, in Michigan called Interlochen and I actually like didn't get in at first. They were like, you're not good enough. And, but they were like, but we could, there's something in you. We see it. Will you work hard, go home, try to work harder and then come back and re-audition. And so I did that. And, and then they were like, okay, you can get in. (laughs) But, um, I do think that that is part of where like that work ethic has come from in me is I, I mean, I have like a hypermobile body. I'm, you know, I have like super elastic muscles. Um, I have like super hyperextended legs. I, I have like some like aesthetically dancey things, but then I have a lot of like other not aesthetically dancey things. So I've, I don't know. I, I love, I love working. <laughs> <laughs> all ties down to you love working and then so from michigan shout out michigan my my brother lives in michigan i was skydiving in michigan i love detroit detroit's awesome detroit's awesome i so i grew up in like a cornfield outside of of detroit basically like an hour and a half outside of detroit but i actually grew up going to detroit a lot i did nutcracker in detroit and went to a lot of hockey games you started off with the classics yeah And then you moved to Seattle for school. Yeah. So from Michigan, from Interlochen, I moved to Seattle and I went to um, college here at a school called Cornish College of the Arts. Mm -hmm. And that moving to Seattle was really hard for me. Like it was, it just felt so different than what I thought I wanted for myself. But in some respects, I think it was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me, you know, like looking back in retrospect. So yeah, in a lot of ways, like Cornish really 
really nourished and created a space for me to disassociate from ballet and like what I thought I wanted in my art career and kind of prepped me for some of the realities of the dance world. I remember being in my senior seminar classes and then being like, okay, so what are you going to do for a job? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, we're going to go out and we're going to be dancers, you know? <laughs> so, so Cornish really sort of helped me see the realities of that. Yes. built emotion in response to that and anger. And, but also it really like was a space for me to like disassociate from like ballet and like really sort of like opened up my, my choreographic um, potential and my choreographic um, landscape that I was like entering. Yeah. I had some amazing mentors there who are still my mentors, Ta Tanya Lockyer. She's an incredible woman. And um yeah, she, she sort of helped me open up the door to Seattle, like in terms like outside of school and like the field in Seattle and the scene and the community. And um, I think it, you know, it was through that space where I was able to find my little seed where I was like, okay, here's my practice. Here's my studio space. These are my hours. And, um, and now the thing I'm missing is community. And that's when I started dance church to hold another portal to open up. But um yeah, that's kind of, that's my, that's my, at least from like three years old to, to the seat of dance church. <laughs> Your baby. My baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we have some similarities of also that you mentioned working at a coffee shop. So when you were working at a coffee shop in Seattle, that's where you made all these friendships and you started growing in Seattle? You know, I, I really value that time in my life. I was actually like the manager of the coffee shop. It was actually a coffee shop that was inside of the Henry Art Gallery, which is kind of like the Whitney of Seattle, if you if you want to put it that way. And I was actually terrible. You're you, you were good at making coffee when I had coffee at <laughs> the coffee shop you worked at. I was terrible at making coffee. Like people would like be like, "This is an Americano," and like <laughs> Seattleites are already like snobby about their coffee. But anyway, what I was better at was managing the thing. <laughs> But I met so many people there and also like being inside of an art gallery. You have it all, all of it, everything around you. You know, you're surrounded by all this like, yeah, coffee is an art form too. And so you being at this gallery that's compared to the Whitney, that's, that's huge, you know? So you're seeing a lot of people. Yeah, lots of people seeing a lot of just art, I guess. Yeah. Um, meeting staff, meeting everyone. And I think it was like, one of those valuable things is like really just learning how to like socialize with people and like yeah. being conversational with people and and genuinely just finding interest in small conversations and not that there was there was any expectation there but just like naturally i don't know those are like really good skills that have that i have accompanied me like throughout my my career and also just, I mean, like I had to work. My parents weren't supporting me really. Like I'd be like, mom, can I have $10? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to like work. And like, so that was, and I wanted to make art. So like, not only did I have to like work to like pay my rent, but like I had to work to like pay for my studio rent too. And so, you know, just being able to be like, yeah, that's a reality. Like my sister always says this, but she's always like, no one's above taking out the trash. And I still really like believe that, you know, and, and I don't know, sometimes maybe this is my own projected thing in dance, but like, I'm always like, oh, I, I have this like idealized place of what it means to have a dance career and be a dance artist. And like, even now still, like, 
how cool would it be to just like show up for work every day and like be a dancer at like a studio that's supported from like an, in a different way that just like very rarely exists, especially in the States. Like we just don't dance does not sit in culture in the States in the same way that it does in other places. It doesn't have the history. It doesn't have the, it has a lineage. Of course, um, our country just doesn't have the same value system in culture. So I really hold that idealized place of like what a dance career looks like in my mind's eye, like in this, like, place that I'm reaching for. But at the same time, it's, I, I always come back down to that reality of, of course, I can strive for those things. But like, there's all the layers to like, get into the studio that are a part of that are a part of dance making. So anyway, being at a coffee shop and, and being the manager, I learned about that, like learned about scheduling people I learned about like, communicating with like a boss. And I learned about like, you know, customer, customer interactions and <laughs> the customer support when people are not happy with their, their Americano that I made that <laughs> like shit. <laughs> so stuff like that, I, you know, was really, that was really fun. And like, also like I did make some connections. Like I I've actually like at this point since I've actually, you know, done things like art dance things with the Whitney or mm -hmm. not with the Whitney. Oh my God. Can you imagine? That would be cool at the Henry art gallery. <laughs> um, so, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> you never know. People out there do not know that me and Kate's relationship began with me meeting Andrew JS at the coffee shop that I worked at called homecoming out in Greenpoint. And that is how we connected. And here we are. Yeah. How did you and Andrew link up? Oh my God. How did Andrew and I literally met on the street, um, in Seattle. Um, and he was with, uh, a friend that was a mutual friend of ours. Um, Alam and Dilly, Al, our friend Al. And, um, I was with another friend who is, uh, works with like photographers and directors. Anyway, we met and we became friends and we, uh, you know, became also more than friends. And um, I think at that time in my career, I, I was really interested in design. Um, I, I mean, when I, the reason why I was in the neighborhood that I was at when um, I met Andrew was because I was actually coming from the studio of the design company, um, the design agency that I was working with to like build out my website and like build out some systems and structures for like con uh, contextualizing my practice to the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've always like, design is a huge part of my life. And, um, and so when I met Andrew and like, I mean, he's a designer, we've been, you know, working with Andrew has been like, really amazing. Um, I've collaborated with a lot of different people, right? Like I've like worked with composers and, and mm -hmm. musicians and bands and visual artists and costume designers, lighting designers, dancers, guest artists, like a lot of different things. And, and like working with the design agency that built, did my personal branding for my company. Um, sure. Like that was like a whole new portal into like this place that I had been wanting to go, but like sure wasn't like a collaborator in the sense of like in the actual art. Right. And so like, as I started to have a relationship with Andrew and we started to work together, like we started to really like integrate design into the practice, like from the studio. Right. And I, you know, what I think is so powerful about design is that design is there for communication. 
design is there for structure, design is there for systems and, and truly for problem solving. And like, in my mind's eye, dance's problem, like dance is a field is its problem is like, is, is getting the dance to the people. <laughs> and, and that, that, that point between like the art itself and like, um, how like the the contextualization to get people to see it and in that meeting point it's really hard to understand it's hard to digest it's like i was saying earlier it's like it's this ephemeral thing and like people feel it people love it they don't know how to talk about it but even to get to the place where they feel it and they love it and could potentially talk about it they mm -hmm. have to they have to know about it they do. you know and i feel like a lot of people just like don't know about dance so um, this was kind of like some of the beginnings of the seeds of like our relationship um, with uh, design and or Andrew and me and has been around like, how do we contextualize this for people? How do we show it to people? And it's not just like putting like your marketing hat on. It's really like integrating that into the work itself. Yes. Um, and it's and design is a manifestation of and and so all the way down to like merch, right? Um, like we, we've never just, we waited so long to like make merch for dance church because like merch, you could just like, of course be like, oh, we should make merch. We should make merch. But like, then it just becomes like a name on a t-shirt and like, where does that really live in people's hearts, you know? So like, we really waited for the right time to like, make sure to like to, to launch merch for dance church, I would say, um, yeah. to so that you know people aren't just like wearing a logo or something like they're they're wearing they're 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 wearing what they represent and that they love and that it really like lives inside of them exactly it's wearing what they're feeling the emotion everything yeah and so like andrew eventually moved to new york you know i think like some of those same things i was talking about around just like being curious and mm -hmm. and just being open to like meeting people and sort of keeping a permeable layer between yourself and the world and letting things come in. Like Andrew didn't really know a lot of people when he moved to New York and um, moved to Greenpoint and, and then he met you. <laughs> and yeah, and like when we were, I think Andrew, I, I can't speak for him, but it's like was through my, through what I know, it's like he became really interested in like what you do, your work, like you as an artist, you as an individual and um, in design and in, in printmaking. And, and like eventually when I was, we started to work on merch, he was like, I think we should partner with Rashad. And I was like, like I'm wearing my dance, my sweatpants right now. Hold on, I'll show you. I'll do a little Amazing. kick. <laughs> They're the best. These are like my favorite sweatpants ever, but it's just really cool to like, usually you get something like in clothing land and you're like, where did this come from? You know? And like, also like, so to, to have like a rooted connection, even into the merch in a way that feels collaboration and it feels like community and the team and stuff like that feels really cool. It's a big, big story. I, creating your dance church merch was honestly an honor, but there was just a huge huge story behind it it's yeah beginning to the to end and i'm grateful that we were able to to do that and speaking of the dance church merch while we're on it you know, i was in i was actually in a, a meeting with this pr company a, a couple months ago and i told them about dance church and one of the people in the meeting said that they ordered the merch as well so you guys are absolutely huge 
Oh, I said like the weird thing about dance church is like, I mean, I've been, I started it 10 years ago, you know, and, and it's been slowly like doing this around the country um, and pop-ups and all the things. And I just think it's one of those things that it's, you do it and you love it. And then you tell your friend and then they tell their friends and they tell their friends. And it's like just this big web of people who know about it. And I, I mean, for me too, like I'll be on calls with people or and someone's like, oh my God, I was just randomly talking to this one person. They were like, oh, I do dance church. And that just like really, truly like warms my heart. Cause like, I always tell people from in-person classes, someone would come to class and they'd be like, oh, I haven't been here in a while, but I'm here. And I'm like, dance church is like always there for people. Yes. You know, it's there for you. You come, you go, you use it how you need it. It's there for you when you need it. So it really warms my heart and makes me so happy that you're, you're a part of it too now. It's so awesome. And people are like loving their merch so much and they've been wanting it for years. So it feels, I don't know, it feels really magical just to see people like wearing it and loving it. And it's really cool. It's really cool. My favorite, I mean, the dancer hat is like incredible. It's like, I'm one of my favorite things. I love hats. I love the sweatpants. I love the like the daydream shirts, like with the daydream down the, uh, it's just like, it all looks so, so good. You guys did an amazing job and it, it definitely is a story. We got to tell it someday. <laughs> it, it is, it is a story. I mean, it's especially at this time, you know? Oh yeah. This time was, it was the first time I've ever worked on the biggest that, that Desire has ever produced, but at the same time with everything that's happening. I, that I didn't even incorporate. I was like, wait, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. COVID is crazy, and like, and also for me, like, yeah. I mean, just to give a little bit of an into the story, we have like the trademark for dance church, and so yeah. I probably know more about trademark law than like most people do. <laughs> that like that we have like a whole thing with like the R symbol and the tags yeah. and stuff. There's just mm -hmm. like it's just, like very dense in so many layers. Yeah. People have sent me offers to buy the Desire trademark as well. That's what happens once you like get your trademark, you get like all these like letters in the mail. <laughs> but anyway, it was, it was really an honor and a joy to work with you guys. And it, it yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy. I love the story of like how we met you and yeah. um, it's, it's really cool. Honestly, I love going back to the coffee shop. Homecoming coffee is my favorite coffee. It's <laughs> the best, by the way. I, I miss being in New York so much. Where are you in New York right now? I'm in Bed-Stuy. You're in Bed-Stuy. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just like, I can't wait for COVID to be over. So we can just <laughs> like, so we can like make merch flawlessly without any COVID like restrictions. And, you know, we could just like go out for coffee and do whatever <laughs> we want again. <laughs> So Dance Church was actually in a studio and they, you guys had a studio in like Los Angeles, Seattle, and like it was bigger than the online presence at first. Yeah. So, so pre, pre COVID Dance Church uh, was existing in six different cities, mm -hmm. um, Seattle, Portland, New York, LA, Salt Lake City and Indianapolis. And we would do like pop-ups here and there, but the way Dance Church sort of functioned is that we actually didn't have our own brick and mortar spaces. Mm. Um, it was all on partnerships with arts orgs. Basically like dance church would be like a part of like a curated schedule. Like in New York, our classes were at Mark Morris Dance Center in Brooklyn, like in Fort Greene. That's how we functioned. And 
it's sad some of the spaces like that we used to exist in aren't didn't make it during covid so mm. we'll see what happens on the other side of covid um but it's been really amazing like working with the team that i work with and the people that i work with andrews um design firm studio debut um josh tuscan um he's the, a de developer designer and andrew obviously design and sort of strategy and language he's a world builder um if you will they sort of helped with the launch of dance church go and then al mandilly um helped basically get dance church on the internet um and uh help build our platform and then thomas and lobby who are sort of my main dance collaborators and my sister and we all just sort of and laura little laura corella we all came together to like sort of save dance church get dance church on the internet and yeah. um it's been pretty impactful and hearing you know that people are it's like you know saved people during quarantine in a lot of ways and gave people a place to release and feel joy and um to really still feel like we're dancing together even even when we can't. From the very beginning in 2010, I basically started this, like I called it some a terrible name, Sunday morning movement practice or something like that because it was on Sunday mornings and there was like this ritual component to it. Didn't look exactly what it looks like now, but like it was like the formation of it. And then after class, we'd like go down to the coffee shop that was next door to the cigar shop, it was a little Mediterranean spot. And we'd have like coffee and breakfast and stuff. It just became this like church, like it became this ritual. And that's how dance church was born. Amazing. It's special. It's, I don't know. I, I always, I didn't at that time in 2010, I didn't really feel like I, I had a place that I belonged in Seattle. And like, I just kind of built, built a space you know and from from that place and like open the doors and just said if you want to come come you know and um that's kind of how how it was formed in a yeah. lot of ways i needed a place to just like dance to rihanna you know <laughs> without any expectation of form and structure and technique i just wanted to like do whatever i wanted you know the online videos are great i mean i don't know who tom house is but that last abba song you guys danced to he was rocking the dance church hoodie on his head and i was like yo this dude is amazing <laughs> tommy is amazing <laughs> He, when he was little, he used to like put sweatpants on his head and like pretend yeah. that it's with <laughs> hair because um, he wanted like girl hair, you know? And um, I don't know, at the end of class, we have so much fun. It's like one of the dance church teachers, Jim Kent, started to call that like thank you section at the end, a tiny composition. And like, we've really like taken <laughs> that to the stars. Yeah, we just kind of go into La La Land at the end, like just being okay. being a dancer. But yeah, Tommy with the dance church hoodie was amazing. I love those <laughs> high biz hoodies. They're they're so fun. They're, they're so good. And I was telling everyone, you know, this is the color of 2020, but it was a totally different color. Yeah, no, I really do feel like it. That was 2020, and hopefully we should. Hopefully, we'll make more in 20 more colors to come in 2021. <laughs> so I was recently watching your videos and you know, the videos don't do justice. I need to actually come out to your shows. All the trailers online were amazing. All right, starting from like the Cock and Swan, you know, their music reminds me of Purity Ring with a surprising fanogram breakdown at the end of their songs. They reminded me of Hudson Mohawk. You know, the music videos you dance to in like 
uh, hashtag see through and splurge land remind me of like the epic breakdown that the world is gonna end and we're gonna party like that you know it's it's incredible you know these music videos that you do they remind me of ryan heffington when he danced in the electronic dark wave band trust's music video for destroyer and he dances from like echo park to silver lake in los angeles like have you ever collaborated with ryan would you do other music videos what is your dream music video you know i have questions yeah oh my god i love that i love that's so true about like yeah the music is a huge part of my 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 life and it's a big part of my my choreographic life i um i i i don't know i love like i love working with composers i love working with Mm -hmm. musicians and bands and a, a lot most of my commissions have all been you know original compositions from the ground up like the dance and the music were made for each other including yeah. the cock and swan um compositions for um splurge land um johnny goss of cock and swan also did um the score for industrial ballet and then like i mentioned earlier like we just spent the past two years in collab um in process with perfume genius and um mike hadrius and alan weifels um wrote the score for uh, the new work that we made um uh the sun still burns here which went on a big tour and um so yeah there was this period where like we I was like oh my god like after the fact that we like made the piece like we have like let's make a music video to the score because like most of the scores that Johnny has done for us like we then he released on spotify or whatever so like you can go listen to the whole album and um i mean it seemed i hope mike and perfume genius will release all the music that they made for us for um sun still burns here as well um but yeah music videos are i'm not really like in the commercial dance world um and i know ryan i've met him dance church actually used in la used to be at his space um in in la um, called the sweat spot. Um, I, we've never collaborated together, um, but we have plenty of mutual friends and, um, I love everything that he does. Um, but he's like really in the commercial dance world, you know, and, um, Janelle one crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's like done amazing work. And like, he did this like really cool project, um, at the beginning of COVID, like with major laser and like got dancers all over the world to like make, you know, do videos and stuff. Like he's, he's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny because like, I, um, I've done music videos and they've been really great. Do, is it my strong suit? Like, I don't know. I think I make like more like, can, if I were, if, when, if people were to be like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I make like large scale contemporary experimental performance. You know, I'm not like, oh, I make music videos for dan- like dance music videos or like, I'm not like, oh, I'm a commercial dancer. Um, so I, or like, you know, I'm like, I'm the founder of Dance Church and I, and I also um, make experimental contemporary dance and mostly mm-hmm. of like rolling around in corners and stuff. <laughs> and so um, I love it. I would love to make more music videos. Am I the best at making music videos? I don't actually know, but <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I would love to, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we have a mutual favorite of the Biebs, you know, would you, <sighs> if Bieber came up to you guys and was like, would you dance in my new upcoming music video? A dream, a dream. Do you know, I actually recently was like on my DMs and I was like, oh my God, I was, 
I respond to like every one of his stories. I'm like, I love you. I'm like, I like, <laughs> I like he never looks at any of them, but like I, I um, sometimes I'll like go on his lives and like request to like be in his lives. I the, really love uh, Justin Bieber, like love him. And I'm sure you saw during, like I got obsessed with like his rehearsal residency pre-COVID. He was like going through a rehearsal residency for his tour and then it all got canceled. And then for his yeah. New Year's Eve show, they like restarted the rehearsal residency, followed all the dancers, yeah. like started dressing like them and like just like kind of pretending that I was a part of the rehearsal residency, even though I wasn't like, obviously <laughs> I just like really <laughs> love him and I love Haley and I just like love their whole spiel um um so yeah I would 100% <laughs> say yes to doing a Justin Bieber music video please Justin if you're listening yeah, <laughs> ask me I'm waiting you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah so going back to the videos that you guys put out you know I have a movie that it reminds me of like all of the videos that you put out so dream dances i got chills talk about suspense it reminded me of interstellar what's crazy is that andrew also he's a composer as well so he threw down on dream dances seeds of industrial ballet reminded me of blade runner you guys are an absolute dream there needs to be a yc film you know, industrial idea. ballet excerpt, it was so beautiful. It felt like I was in space for a million years. Stanley Kubrick, Space Odyssey. Tennis court ballet, it was, that was pretty hot. It's like spring breakers. I grew up playing yeah. tennis in high school and it was not like that. <laughs> Don't leave it. Wow, you're like spot on with like the parallels here, I gotta say. <laughs> Seriously, like I love that you got spring breakers from Tennis Corp LA. That's 100% that vibe. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. And I wish you were I, writing the reviews for my work. <laughs> <laughs> you actually get that. <laughs> get them. <laughs> they were all wonderful. I, I, the other day, I just watched Andy Samberg's recent film called um, Palm Springs. And it's like a romantic comedy. It, it's based on Groundhog Day. And I feel like there could also be another dance excerpt that you guys create from that. I haven't seen it. I'll watch it. You guys should make a movie. It's a good idea. I mean, I... Like Dance Church the movie? I have no idea. Like, will Disney pick it up? I have no... Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Well, I recently found out that a Disney executive takes Dance Church. Um, I... That's a... I've grew up like loving like editorial. Like I was like the, you know, the 10 year old who was like reading Teen Vogue and like um, uh, like 17 and like all those magazines. And um, I like and, and am obsessed with ad campaigns. So like anytime a new fashion like ad comes out, like I'm like, I just like really love like that and I, I i wouldn't say that i love movies because like i actually like have a really short attention span but um <laughs> i i know about movies and like i know about film directors and like and um all their other projects that they do and um music and music videos and photographers and um it's a big part of my choreographic my choreographic um, ingestion, if you would like, you know, like, I feel like I, I'm always like taking all of these things in from all, all the other mediums and the way that they output are like, obviously through the body, 
through through the through a choreographic language, um, but also like an aesthetic ling language or a, an aesthetic um, sort of representation of like time and like dream dances in particular, like like that that work was like it was really for me like a meditation on the horizontal horizontal and vertical planes and the diagonal planes. Like I felt like there was this whole new lens and landscape that I. I hadn't really like entered inside of my movement language and I wanted to really spend time there. Um, but aesthetically, it was like basically just like this void um, with like, um, you know, like a whole like car crash in the middle of it. And um, and I feel like, um, I don't know, that's why I love dance so much. It's um, it's not, it's rooted in reality, but it almost takes you to another reality. And I mean, that's why people love film too, you know? So I, I think that Dance Church, the movie sounds awesome. I think like making a YC movie sounds awesome. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, who knows? Who knows what's to come, but. Who knows? You know, when I was watching the industrial ballet, it reminds me of the club. I miss the club. I miss dancing, you know, I miss listening to industrial music. I know. It's like industrial ballet is like industrial, like dark wave, like metal music. I'll send you the soundtrack. It's like really amazing. I love that work. And it's cool for me also to like, you know, depending on where commissions go and like who my collaborators are and like what, what, where we're going to just like be yeah. like, open up a whole new door to a whole new portal to a whole new something like make a metal ballet. Okay. Like that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. How do you come up with your moves? How do, how, how does this all come about? It just comes out of me <laughs> and then it, it comes out of me and then I work with it. You know, like yeah. I, I have, um, I, the, the way that I think about, well, it's, you know, my movement vocabulary, my movement language has been generated over 10 years, but I didn't just like think about a direction that I wanted to go. Like really that, that started with this like internal, like untangling of like a lot of things, like of my, my past, my history, my emotions, my current state of like, you know, sort of like being and, um, you know, dance is how I process and the way that I, you know, some people like go into therapy and like talk, 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 and then they like find clarity. Like the way that I process is like I go into a studio and I dance, 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 and then it, it, it finds, it finds dance clarity. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how, that's kind of how I, that's how I create. That's how I make. When you incorporate your feelings and everything that's been going on in your life and you bring it into your work, that's where the best work comes, comes through. That's a hundred percent true. And like being authentic to that. And it's hard, yeah. like the material it will exist and then you can work with the material once it comes. Um, but some of my favorite times of creation is like the, those very beginnings of like just developing, just generating, you know, and just letting, letting that come out. It's a really special, special space to be in. So Perfume Genius, the sun still burns here. How did you and Perfume Genius link up, connect? Oh my God. Um, well, we, I got a commission from Seattle Theater Group, which is an arts work here. Basically it was like, Kate, we want you to make a work with like a high profile band. And from mm -hmm. that place, I started going into a research hole of like, who would I want to work with? And, um, 
you know, I had like a long going list of like different, you know, artists, bands, um, sort of like um, experimental composers, um, classical composers. Um, but I was actually scrolling on Instagram and I saw this photo of, um, of, uh, who is Mike of him doing like this backbend. And I was like, who is that? And then I opened up a perfume genius portal and was like, this is who I want to work with <laughs> because this person feels of the body and feels mm -hmm. very, very dancerly. And, um, so turns out we had some mutual friends and I was able to get in contact and get an email with him. And, um, that was kind of how it sparked. It's incredible. So I believe in manifestation and I used to work in Chelsea. I, I would walk by the Joyce theater and I saw the marquee that the YCM perfume genius were performing there. And I was like, what's perfume genius doing at the Joyce theater. And then meeting up with Andrew and him telling me this is a month later about the sun still burns here. I'm, I'm so glad just I was able to produce the sun still burns here posters. And that was an incredible time for me as well. Just knowing that we were able to like make, make this beautiful thing happen when you guys were performing uh, in Minneapolis. I just wish I could have seen your performance. The trailer looked amazing. Well, I was really happy that we were able to connect or to work with you guys to produce those posters too. Those posters are amazing. Um, and I have, I have one in my bedroom, um, frame, um, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, that, that process was very special and like performing at the Joyce was magical. And we, we had like such a beautiful, like experience during that entire process. And yeah. um, I don't know, I feel like we opened up so much and all of us, all the dancers, Mike and Alan, for us musically, sonically, aurally, it was a really special piece. And I'm so, I really hope we get to do it again. I hope we get to tour more with it. You guys ended off at the Walker Art Center, which is legendary. Yeah. So I hope you guys go worldwide. Yeah, same, oh my God tour everywhere, Sadler's Wells, like, let's just go to London, Paris. I hope so too. I hope that the whole dance field gets to start doing that again. And I hope, I hope Perfume Genius gets to do that again. They just released an amazing album in May um, called Set, Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. And um, yeah, I just That's like really, funny. yeah, I really hope that um, all of that, that people get to tour again and start doing things. In the meantime, well, I'm just gonna, we'll just keep producing dance church, uh, dance classes for everyone to dance at home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that dance touring and music touring can come back together. It was announced that Perfume Genius was gonna go on tour Tame Impala. No. What could have been bigger? What do you like to do outside of dance? Because dance is life, as we all know. Oh man, what do I do? Is there any, is there anything I like to do outside of dance? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Let me think about it. Thing. I love running. So I like to run. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I really enjoy like seeing art and seeing other art. Um, I, I mean, pre COVID, you know, I would go to like openings and go to like my, truly my whole life really outside of work and dance was like, going to 
engaging culture. (laughs) So like I would go to shows and go to gallery openings and go to fundraisers and, um, you know, see, see other things. Yeah. You just showed me your window of the mountains. So I wouldn't doubt that running in Seattle is just the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Seattle's Seattle's a really, um, it's, I mean, it's very hilly, which is like Mm. really good for your glutes and your ass. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's kind of my way of engaging with nature, like being able to like get it out, um, in Seattle. And yeah, I, I mean, I have like a really amazing view and, um, there's a lot of water in Seattle. Um, and so I, I mean, in the summer, like I have friends who have boats and stuff and, um, go swimming at the lake and yeah, I, I mean, I love reading. I love like going down portals on the internet. Um, I recently rediscovered my Tumblr from like, yeah, from like 2010, which I mean, every time I begin a new creation, I'm always like in my Tumblr. So like, it's actually, it's kind of cool. It's like a creative archive of all my, everything. Yeah. And And that was like the OG mood board, you know, before Pinterest everyone got their ideas out through tumblr yeah i actually never got into pinterest and nor did did i really ever understand it i think what i loved about tumblr is like it was like a yeah an og mood board but then it also sort of it was living and like it also was like styled and designed or like you you know you could put in like codes or whatever to like make it look however you wanted it to i love how everyone has a secret coding background through through myspace through their live journal it's like i'm a writer above these blogs but also i'm a secret coder i actually was thinking about this this morning because like yesterday i was um looking at like i went down like a virgil abloh like hole and like Mm -hmm. he just released like some new um things on the internet and I was like you know what like I wish if I could learn something new outside of dance Mm -hmm. I wish that I could actually like learn how to like code and like use InDesign but like in a legit way like Mm -hmm. if for real so I may have to like add that to my my outside of dance uh hobbies if you will um moving forward because I don't know it's like there's always there's so much potential I wish I could just like go in and and do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I always need someone to help me. It <laughs> wants to get into the matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do really badly. <laughs> I, I really do want to get into like makeup and makeup tutorials. Mm. Oh, really? I think that, yeah, I kind of feel like that would be something fun. Thomas, one of the artists that I collaborate with, um, he loves makeup. And mm. um, so I don't know. I, I could, I would like to do that. There's a lot of things I would probably like to do outside of dance, um, but. It's a whole nother world. Yeah. <laughs> a whole nother yeah. world. The other night I saw that you were doing those Instagram, what should I do this year type of situations. Oh, the filters? The filters and yours, uh, it came up as you're gonna create a song. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I could see. That. I know. I have like when when that popped up, I was like really surprised because I I really didn't know it was coming, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Song." I actually <laughs> was thinking about um, 
Well, okay. I actually taught myself how to play guitar in like 2012 or maybe it was like 2011. Mm -hmm. And I just like would make up songs on like this guitar that was missing like two strings. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I, but I, I have a terrible voice, like absolutely terrible. Um, I doubt that. No, no, truly. It's very bad. <laughs> That'd be true. I, I mean, I think I just need like training. I was in show choir like growing up. So I do know how to, I mean, like I know how to sing and dance, but I I was never a soloist. Like anytime anybody asked me to like sing a note or something, I would be like, no, I'm not doing no. that in public. So, um, but yeah, writing a song, I could see that translating into writing a book. <laughs> um, like yeah. I would rather write a book than write a song, I think. Wow. There, a book is lengthy. In quarantine, I actually started writing a book. I, got, I only really? got like three chapters in. Yeah, I, I actually write music. So I writing songs is an easy thing for me. Writing a book, I don't know how I can keep that attention span going. It's Wait a second, you write songs? Yeah, that's I, amazing. I, I write songs. It's I'm trying to record, but that's like a whole another life of mine. So you have so many, so many like parallel like paths and like things that you do. It's so cool. You're an yeah. artist, artist. I love that. Just like our mutual friend Andrew. I wear many hats. Truly, I think that um, I don't know. I kind of feel like as an artist. That's kind of the way that you, I mean, not to say you have to be a certain way, but it comes in handy. Really <laughs> like it comes in handy, like knowing what your medium is, like knowing what your root is, you know, like my root is in dance, like everything that spawns from me comes from the body, but um, it may take new shapes or manifestations. And nice. it's really just like, what does the work call for? Maybe yeah. it comes from my body and it turns into a song or it comes from my body. It turns into a book or, mm -hmm. or, you know, anything, a piece of performance. I think that that's really, I don't know. That's really great. They see you being the next, who knows? I mean, I don't want to say like the next, but Caroline Polchek. Oh my Go God. Ahead. She's cool. She's so cool. Bring on, like she writes for other artists. Do you write, like, do you make dances for other people as well? Or choreography, I guess you could I say. I could. I mean, uh, tr truthfully, I kind of feel like I'm like moving into this new dimension right now yeah. where, um, I mean, I've spent the past 10 years, like, you know, making dance and building my choreographic career and building my company and stuff. And yeah. I didn't really do like a lot of like other things outside of like that, you know, mm -hmm. like I didn't, I didn't really, I danced for a few other choreographers, like before I officially like founded my company, like as like an entity. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was, I, I'd be really curious to see what that would be like now, because I was like trying so hard and like really trying to get like my thing off the ground. So yeah. when I was like working with other people, there was just a lot of dissonance there for myself personally and a lot of like push and pull, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but now just like sort of being in a place of like, I don't know, just like comfort or like settling or being really like okay with my, where I'm at in my career or whatever. I don't know. I feel like it would be cool to like, you know, get a commission to make something like I've gotten commissioned to make works on other dance companies, but they're still my works, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
So I think it'd be really fascinating to like be in somebody else's process or like work with a, another artist in some way. I, I really do enjoy commissions and like making dances on other companies or, or dancers or even like collaborating on, I, I still really don't think I'm the best at it, but like music videos and stuff. Mm. Um, like I, I really, um, I don't know, like I, I would like to do that more. What's your take on Dancing with the Stars? Okay, so I don't actually really watch it or watch TV. I have <laughs> watched it. I don't really like TV very much. I don't really like movies very much. I think no. I, I mentioned that. And um, I, but I, what I love about like, So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing About the Stars is that it's really brought dance to the people and dance mainstream. to to the mainstream. And I, I, whether it's commercial, whether it's cheesy, whether it's niche, whether it's like dumb or whatever, or amazing. Like I, I love that. And I want, I want more of that in, in, in our world, you know? And so I kind of think it's cool. I also love the idea of it being like celebrities who maybe like are like at a plateau or whatever, being the one, <laughs> being the ones that are are the are doing it. I kind yeah. of I like just Bill Nye the that. science guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I personally like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. what am I going to do next? I've really reached this. You know, right, I'm going to go into dance. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm going at like, oh my god, I love that as like a career highlight. It's like, okay, by the time I like get to like X point in my career, like it's time for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <sighs> um, so I would say I feel good about Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to do. Like if I made like a Dancing with the Stars dance, like that would be really fun. I, that's what I'm seeing. I know, right? <laughs> There's going to be a pop song by Kate Walk this year. Okay. Doing the choreography for that. Going to get signed major leagues right now. I don't know how Dance Church isn't in the major leagues. Like, it, I mean, it's major to me. Yeah. It's huge. It's getting there. <laughs> it's huge. It's crazy. Yeah. I think Dance Church is, um, speaking of like the majors. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get picked up by a network like. That would, I mean, that would be amazing. Can you imagine like going on to like Netflix and like, or or like a TV show? I don't even know, a TV channel, Discovery Channel or something yeah, like any, that. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Um, I mean, Dance Church is, is a, like, you could think about it two ways. I'm like, it's either like a slow burning fire or it's like a snowball that's slowly falling down the hill and turning into an avalanche. So um, I yeah. think that it's destined and bound to continue to grow and be and, you know, get more dance to the people. And we're, you know, COVID was sort of the beginning of that and really mm -hmm. getting it on the internet for the first time. And um and really seeing it touch so many more people has been so amazing. But there's a lot of complexities inside of Dance Church just because it's like, you know, the other half of Dance Church is the music and is um, is all of our beloved pop stars. You know, I was in, I we, we both love Justin Bieber. I really want to meet Justin Bieber, like really <laughs> badly. And I, and I really think that it's going to be through Dance Church or something someday. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. 
all yeah. the bars and clubs they have uh you know a dance night you know mm -hmm. some type of you know prince mondays or you know new order wednesdays and then like back in philly we had this thing called higer on like mondays and i just feel like in at the club there there's gonna be like a dance church day you know once a week i mean that would be pretty fun people in rooms bodies sweating touching moving and just like being one with like music i think is pretty special and um yeah i i don't know i would love we've done some like fun collaborations with dance church over the past where like um that kind of felt like that or like dj dance church nights where we just like play all of our favorite dance church music you know um like at oh a you guys have done that yeah, yeah, kind of like um, just more in like experiment land, not in like anything like like throwing parties and stuff. Um, we have uh, a DJ duo that we collaborate with often. They're called Amateur Hour, where we like have done like just like in basements of bars and stuff, like throwing parties or fundraisers and stuff like that. And I mean, it's fun, <laughs> um, so, but it's less like a class class, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's more just like, but it's all of our beloved dance church music and remixes and stuff like that. So, so good. Yeah. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote in old English, what would it be? Oh my God. I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tattoos to begin with? No. Yeah, it's, always hard. it's always harder for people with no tattoos. Yeah, if I were to get a chest tattoo, what would it be? Like my my like gut instinct says like just dancer, which I know is like maybe boring, but like yep. another another part of me wants it to say like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, like just like someone's name. <laughs> like I don't even know, I truly don't even know anybody named Chad, but you know, or like something like that. So I would say I don't know, today in this moment, like with where I'm at right now, coffee in my body, I'm going for Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I or Chaz or, or, or something like that, or like, um, or like Brad or something, <laughs> or like Brian. That would be kind of cool. Like just get like Brian on my chest. I love that you're just naming dudes' names now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, and, what other name could it short. be Brandon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're short. Yeah, I think I think going Brian gets a little too long. Like like more like Chad or like Brad. I kind of yes. like Brad. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going with Brad today. Brad, that's Brad, what I get yeah. on my chest in Old English. <laughs> Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Oh my gosh, people can find me um, at uh go.dancechurch.com <laughs> no, nice. uh they my so dance church is at uh streaming um now we're streaming every week and we're launching our um dance on demand and like our whole new platform in collaboration with um studio debut and andrew um js and joshua tuscan um and uh so that will be popping off soon. Um, you can follow my Instagram at Kate Wallach um, for all of your nightly dance content and um, other postmodernism things. Uh, and uh, my, my, the studio I founded um, at Studio Kate Wallach, 
um, which has been on a bit of a hiatus as we've been trying to figure out what programming looks like now in 2021. Um, and where, what else? Where else? I think that's it. I'm kind of active on Twitter, um, but I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> you could you could go to my website, katewallach.com, and it's all connected there. You can even find my Tumblr on my website, katewallach.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm really happy to be here. And I've, we had a little bit of, I'm sorry about our technical, our technical glitch, um, but I'm glad, you know, I, some of my favorite ways of making dance are in movements, you know, part A, part B, part C, uh, and yeah, movement. Yeah, so this is, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for taking the time. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see each other soon. Definitely. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desar with your host, Rashad. Peace. Peace.